0: Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petruquin, career transition coach and mindset mentor. I created this podcast to show you that your biography is not your destiny. At any moment, you can take back control of your life and transform it for the better. The way you've been conditioned to think is holding you back from creating your own version of success. If you feel like you're not living to your fullest potential and letting life happen to you instead of for you, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hey guys, so today's episode or this week's episode is a little bit different. Um, this is actually the recording of uh, an interview where I came as a guest speaker onto the podcast of my friend and fellow coach Jessica Dumas. She is a public speaking coach, I actually interviewed her a few weeks ago. You can listen to that episode as well about public speaking and um, her podcast is called The Confidence and Communication Podcast. I just thought that it would be interesting to put this recording onto my podcast as well because uh, she asks a lot of questions about who I am as a coach, what's my background, uh, what do I believe in. Uh, why I do what I'm doing, how I help my clients, what offers I have and if you are maybe interested in working with me at the moment I think you can get a lot of answers from listening to uh, this interview. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, If you want to learn more about the Career Alignment Academy which is my online private coaching program, it's three months long, you can book your first free call with me by clicking the link in the show notes. Um, There is no commitment asked. Uh, This is a very casual conversation. I don't bite, I promise. Uh, I would just love to hear about your journey, what you are struggling with at the moment, and see whether we would be a good match to work together. So don't hesitate and enjoy this week's episode. Bye
1: and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Good morning, my favorite listener, and thanks so much for coming back to the podcast. Today I have another guest and I'm really excited to be chatting with your coach Estelle, and you can find her under that handle on Instagram at your coach Estelle, and she is a career and success coach, the creator of the Career Alignment Academy. And her tagline is, "I help high achieving women land their dream job so they can manifest a life that they're obsessed with." I love that. I think it's fabulous. So welcome, Estelle. how are you? Thank you. Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And so you're in Ecuador. I'm in Canada, so like Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, our weather right now it's been like minus forty days. So oh what is? God. What is it like in Ecuador?
2: It's basically spring all the time so (laughs) it doesn't change much. I would say in Celsius it's about yeah 20 degrees something like that. Nice nice. Yeah
1: very pleasant. Okay so you also have a podcast and it's called From Self-Doubt to Success and I've listened to a few episodes and one of the things that I learned about you is that English is your third language. Yes. (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, What's your first and second language? My dad is French. My mom
2: is German. I was born and raised in France, but I went to a German school. So I grew up with both languages. And then when I was about... 18, I was obsessed with the idea of speaking English. Really? Um, Yeah, I had a lot of American and British friends and they would go to British universities and that really attracted me. So I, yeah, I decided to do a gap year in England and just learn the
1: language. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, here we are. I think that's fabulous. And again, in one of the episodes, probably the same one where you talked about that, you said something like excuse my English uh, English is my third language so one of the things like as a speaker coach I'm like never apologize and first of all you can speak three languages I can speak one and barely like sometimes English, <laughs> barely I can speak so never apologize for... thank you I actually speak four
2: um because I speak Spanish now as well since I've been living in Ecuador for four years uh, so so yeah I I'm I really love to speak clearly yeah.
1: That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. So, we have that in common. (laughs) Excellent. I love that. So, I love that you are helping women with their career and their success because it's more than just helping people find a job. It's helping people find a job that's fulfilling and amazing and more than a job, it's a career, right? And it's because people like we think that we're looking for a job because we need a job for necessity. So, Let's start with how did you get into career coaching?
2: Okay. Um so that's actually really interesting because I grew up in a quite a elitist environment in France. We were just pushed in my school to really go into university, study at least until a master's degree, uh all these kind of things and that's just what I grew up with. So in my head I always knew I was ambitious, that I wanted success because yeah, like that's just what people would sell to me, you know, also within my family, my, my parents, both of them are very successful and, uh, they came from nothing. So I think maybe it was even, um, heavier or stronger that feeling that this is so important, you know, and, um, I, I just knew I wanted to be successful, but the definition of success was very confusing and very blurry mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. until I really uh, got into a rabbit hole a few years ago, four years ago, where I was completely lost with my career and my life. And I realized that whatever I had been doing, um, it was never truly my choice. And so I studied politics because I thought I wanted to be a diplomat or work for the UN or um, even for the European Union. And then I realized that I didn't want to work for the public sector at all because the processes are so slow. And I want to see I love to see the impact I can have on people directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was definitely not an option. And then I started thinking about other things and it was just um I went into consulting I was a recruiter for a while um and I love to like work with people but in general I felt like my life lacked meaning and that would really mess with me it would really create a lot of anxiety in me and and sadness just negative emotions in general feeling like I was disconnected from myself Mm -hmm. from my true self Mm -hmm. um When I found myself with nothing, and in a way, I am grateful that I went through this experience of having nothing, of being desperate to find a job. And I was applying to different jobs without being really convinced that this is what I wanted to do. I didn't get any job offer. And then I realized, okay, something is wrong. I need to really go back to the beginning. And understand who I am, what I want. And this is how I'm going to be able to redefine my own version of success, my own definition of it. Um, And by doing so, I realized that around me, so many people are going through the same thing. So uh, my brother went through the same thing. A lot of my friends, I really saw that job hopping has become a real thing amongst millennials, this whole generation. Mm -hmm. And I saw a need. And I was like, okay, wait a minute, I have the answer, I have the solution, like, I've been through that, I know, Mm -hmm. I understand how hard it is, and I know how much potential people can have, and it's just such a shame when you're not, you're just not in the right environment. I think Mm -hmm. it was a quote by Einstein that was saying, or actually it hasn't been proven, but it, it was something about the fish climbing the tree, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone is a genius until you ask a fish to climb the tree. You know what I mean? So yeah, I really believe in that when you are in the right environment, you can describe when you're not. It's very difficult. Um, so yeah, I just really felt connected to this purpose. Wow. And this is how I became a career coach.
1: <laughs> that is super cool. I, some of the things that you said that really stood out to me. And it, when I, I hear it, it's just like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. But then as you're going through it, when you're the person who's like, I don't know what to do with my life, it's so hard to see that. For example, uh, for me, I started working at the gas company right out of high school. Like it was my first job. It was a you know pretty good, decent job, good pay, blah, blah, all that stuff. And it was a big company. So when I was getting my tour of the company and it was like five floors of a building, and i remember meeting people in a contact center and some of them were introducing themselves as they had been there for 20 or 25 years and my okay. initial reaction was that will never be me like <laughs> how could you how could you do that and then i mean now i think about okay well our systems do need those people that are okay to stay committed to you know doing whatever But when you said you recognized you lacked purpose and you were disconnected from yourself, first of all, that phrase alone, disconnected from self, is so powerful. And and I think people have said that, not even recognizing that you're saying you're disconnected from your inner being, your purpose. Like, you know that, but you don't know that.
2: Mm -hmm. so it's so you're not aware you're not able to formulate it that way
1: yeah because we're not taught those things we're not taught those conversations so in high school and I still love like assessments like career assessments personality assessments was that something that you did in high school or did when you were young no
2: and actually I'm I'm very resentful because of that Mm. (laughs) There was, I felt that the guidance was very limited.
1: Mm. So we did a few of those and I thought it was fascinating, but where it lacked was we were given the assessment, we looked at it over and then it went out the window. It was like, you never look at it Mm -hmm. again. And then I I had always thought about it. I still use some of those like type of assessments with my clients today. Do you use those? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Especially in the first phase when we go through self-discovery. I would say that the first month of working with my clients, that's what mainly what we focus on. Yeah. Because it's, it's I think that's the starting point of anything <laughs> to figure out what you want and who you are, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I kind of hate to say this, and it's a very general statement, but I think there are so many people who are in jobs because because it's a job, not because they love it. You know, I could probably think of a couple of friends who are in that situation. Right. And and so how does someone get out of that spot? Because you what I experienced when I left a corporate job was you have seniority, you have regular, consistent pay, you know, the job. So it's familiar. So it's scary to say, hey, Estelle, I'm not happy. You know, what is that like when people come to you?
2: yeah i think uh, you're absolutely right it's a it's a hard process to start with to alone a alone acknowledging the fact that you're not happy
3: that something mm. is
2: wrong with your situation i think that's really the first step the self-awareness of admitting to yourself okay this is not this is not good once you're able to do that i think what's really important is to also pinpoint really identify what is wrong and also what is good so usually i do that with my clients we really go through Uh, We make a list of everything that they like about their jobs. Because usually that's also why it's so hard to fit a job. (laughs) It's because there are things that are okay, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, And you mentioned it, stability is one of those. So I think that getting clear on the things that you dislike, the things that you like is the starting point. And after that, of course, what I was saying as well is really going through that whole self-discovery journey when you understand yourself better. So it's not... It's those typical assessments, as you said, of personality, also finding out your values. Framework I particularly like to enjoy is Ikigai. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. It's a Japanese word for purpose or reason to live. And I think that that's so good because the approach is holistic. Instead of just looking at your skills or what you've studied, you know what I mean? Which is so limited, I feel like. This is not who you are. That doesn't define you. You probably... Mm -hmm chose something when you were 18 because it sounded good, but you had no clue, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that going back to to finding your purpose before anything else, before even looking at different jobs or job descriptions or offers online, or even asking around people and networking and all that, you really need to get clear on what it is that matters to you, what it is you're good at, what it is you're interested in, uh, and what it is the world needs as well because you know there's this typical um advice that i think is terrible of saying follow your passion and it's, it's just you know it's not because you enjoy doing something that is should be your job because mm-hmm. your job is such a big part of your life you spend mm-hmm. so many hours on it every single mm-hmm. day you cannot separate it from the rest and it also needs to be something that is going to stimulate you and that is going to allow you to grow and self-actualize. So I think that this is really the, what people should look at first before thinking of specific roles or industries that they want to work in, really trying to define their purpose, their career purpose.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: something I would like to add is that um your purpose, I feel like there's so much pressure sometimes with, you know, find out your purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it can be really stressful, like, but there's so many things I care about and there's so many things I'm good at or, mm-hmm. you know, um, but in, I think a good way to think about it is to focus on the two, on the next two to five years, not more than that, because, uh, then it gets you confused and also your purpose can really evolve and change throughout your life, depending on your needs and priorities. Mm so yeah that would be my advice to people who want to take the first steps to change Mm -hmm. careers
1: so obviously and like I know for myself I want to help women be more confident use their voice to take up space you know where whatever that means to them and so for you I'm sure when you see someone who's like I don't know what to do with my life you probably just get as excited to say hey like come and work with me. Like, I want to help you figure that out. Yes. So do you find that a lot of people are looking for the role first? Like they're just, they're, you know, maybe in a job where they're not happy and they're just out looking for other jobs. And yes. and is that bad? And what do you think of that?
2: I think, yes, absolutely. I think that's, and it's just what we've learned. I mean, I don't think the people are responsible for that. That's the way we were taught to look at for jobs, it was like, okay, look, make your CV, look at job offers online, uh, and before it was on newspapers or whatever and, you know, apply to those and that's it. And maybe you'll get an interview and maybe you'll get hired. I think that this is a very common mistake because you end up repeating the same pattern.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because then you end up in something that you haven't really chosen, you know, that, uh, maybe you're not going to be so committed to and after a year or two and that is why also there's so much job hopping I think you know Mm -hmm. is that people are like okay I'm not happy in this position I'm just going to look for something else because they just want to escape but then they find themselves in the same situation again maybe slightly different but the same feelings show up again so I think that's that's the big problem also you know this approach I think it, it makes you very vulnerable because when you look at job offers online. You look at the job descriptions, the requirements, and you're like, okay, do I fit it? Am mm-hmm. I the profile they're looking for? Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting enough, women tend to only apply to job offers that they match with 100% of the qualifications, the mm-hmm. requirements that are on the job offer. Yeah. So most of the time, you're going to see the job offer and tell yourself, okay, no, I like that. They're not looking for someone like me. Right. So that makes you very vulnerable, I feel. Um, mm. And it really, um, how can I say, diminishes your chances of finding a job in general because you only have access to a very limited amount of roles.
3: Right, that you think you're qualified for.
2: Yes, and also the the majority of jobs are not even online. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the... 70 to 80% of the people are get hired for referrals. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that there's a job offer online that's waiting for you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, I think that this is the biggest mistake that people make when they're unhappy and they're trying to find something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. And I think even in general, people don't feel valued enough to ask themselves, what do I want? They don't they don't know how to figure that out. Or who do I want to be like, those are really big questions. And you're right, like when we come out of school, we're just told get a job. It doesn't matter if you like it. And that's really the old school way of thinking, right? So you talk a lot about job hopping. I was a job hopper, there was a couple, I don't know how many years, but I was, you know, maybe two, three years. I was a job hopper. And one of my friends literally still laughs at me to this day, but I was trying to find my purpose. I was already a certified life coach. I didn't know how the heck to start a job. I'm really passionate about living a life of passion, right? Very similar to you. And so, yeah, there was a time that I was job hopping. And then as soon as I realized that, like, for me, it was entrepreneurship, that in itself is something totally crazy and wild going from a corporate job or security and all of that stuff to entrepreneurship whole different story do you have a lot of people that come to you and end up as entrepreneurs yes actually yes I feel yeah? like
2: more and more yeah yeah
1: I feel wow. like more and
2: more people yeah because they realize that
1: the corporate
2: culture uh just doesn't fit with their personality and with their big dreams and they are tired mm-hmm. of working for someone else which is yeah. something I completely understand and <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. it's not the case for everyone honestly some people are very scared of that. Don't want to go through that, you know, risk taking and they just prefer stability. So it's really about finding what's best for you.
1: Yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest blocks? So when they people have come to you and they're like, okay, I'm ready to figure this out. I want to be happy in my life, but like I need help. What are some of the, the biggest blocks that you're seeing? I think the
2: biggest one is not believing in themselves, not believing in their value. Um, in what they can bring to the table once they are in the right environment, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they just base the way they see themselves on their past experience and the way they feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. And since they don't feel good, they don't feel good about themselves either. Mm-hmm. And, and usually I find that, you know, finding clarity <clears throat> with them on their strengths, particularly is a really good exercise for them to realize that they have value. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that they are different because, you know, we hear all the time, you're unique, you're special, you're different. Everyone is different. But at the end of the day, when we think about ourselves, we're like, what makes me unique? You know, and mm-hmm. there's nothing that comes to mind immediately.
1: Like when you use the word unique, it's kind of intimidating because it's like me yeah. unique. Like, oh, that's exactly. Just...
2: We're not used to putting ourselves first, especially women. You know what I mean? And so like coming up like that with strengths and and knowing exactly what you're good at and your skills, it's not something that's natural to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yeah, finding clarity on really what makes you you, what makes you unique, what makes you good at what you do it gives my clients a lot of confidence and more belief in themselves. And it allows them to have to start developing also a vision for the future
3: mm-hmm. and
2: of, of what would be ideal for them, realizing that they're worthy, that they deserve to have a job that they enjoy, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I love, I totally agree with the work that you're doing with helping women own their greatest skill or their, like recognize their greatest skills, own it, and then go out in the world and use it because it's so much more enjoyable to be able to do work that you love.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just about you at the end of the day. I love to think about it this way, that if you are not tapping into your potential, you're keeping your gifts from the rest of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. such a shame. There are people who need you. There are, there are ways you can serve in an extraordinary way, you know, if mm-hmm. you tap into that potential, if you tap into those skills. So yeah, recognizing them is, is so powerful.
1: Excellent. So if someone is considering, you know, I'm not happy in my job, they need to start looking at what are they good at? What do they like? Probably what they don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Make a list of that. And do you suggest just making a list of all these things?
2: Yes, absolutely. I always the first session with my clients I always tell them please buy a journal. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be your career journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and when thoughts come up, you can write them down, you can make your list, of, you know, must have must Mm must-not-haves of your your future job. You can start as well, like putting all the results of the different assessments you take. So I would recommend to take personality tests, different ones. You can take the Enneagram, the Holland Code, the Meyer Biggs is very famous as well for careers. And then also your values. Because we think we all have the same values because they're so natural to us. You know, mm-hmm, we never mm-hmm. really question them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's things that matter way more to us than others and the same way for, for them. So, uh, um, getting clear on that is super important too. And, and yeah, and, and try to use that framework I was talking about, the, the Ikigai one, to really understand what your purpose is and clarify that before going into your job search. Mm. So. So, yeah, I think a journal is so, so useful in
1: that process. Mm -hmm. I love that. One of the things that I work with my clients on right away, we do some assessments, some of them, some of Mm -hmm. my clients, but I I often talk a lot about your niche, right? Because if you're going to be a speaker, if you're going to be known for a thing and for yourself as a, a business owner, you know that. And it's really helpful with your purpose as well, like what's really important to you. Recently, I've just, started calling it your North Star, because I realized the more clear that I got on what my purpose was, the easier it was to keep going. Because what I used to do is I would, you know, do an exciting launch or, you know, create a new program and or oh. a masterclass or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I would have it out there in the world. And then it would be done. and And then I was like, well, now what am I going to do? And so once I realized like my North star, like everything I do is going to be towards that North star. And and it's the same thing with what you're helping your clients do. Exactly. I, I
2: call it the inner compass. And this mm. is the way, the way that you reconnect with yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. So when people say, I feel disconnected from myself, Estelle's like, it's... this is how you reconnect to yourself. <laughs> yes. I love it. So um, I noticed on your Instagram, you have some free resources. Can you tell us about it?
2: Yes, I have actually a free guide that is called my ideal job challenge. So mm. it's over three days. It's basically to help you start this work of, you know, a bit of self-discovery. You will see there's some exercises, some journal prompts, things that can help you start this, this whole process of understanding yourself better and on the, understanding what you want and what types of jobs would match or align with with that. So this is something that's been really useful to, to many of my audience, of my listeners, and also to my clients before they started working with me. I also have my podcast of course with a lot of tips. So there's a weekly episode and the podcast is called the E from Self Doubt to Success podcast. You can also find daily tips on my Instagram, on my stories, on my posts. Um, so that's at your coaches. There. and what other free resources do I have? <laughs> I have many. You can check out my, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So also tell us quickly about the career <laughs> alignment academy.
2: Yes, absolutely. So that is, uh, right now, the only way you can work with me. Um, really focusing on this right now. So this is my one on one. Uh, coaching program it's three months long so 12 weeks in total uh, we meet once a week and basically the point of it or the transformation uh, the result that you're going to get from it is exactly everything we talked about so really being able to define your own version of success your career purpose start exploring um the different jobs roles industries that would match with that And then at the end, the last month is all about really getting into taking action, do the job search, you know, starting to network, starting to apply to jobs and really be active. You know, I think that my approach is very positive. It's very holistic, but it's also very strategic. My clients can make decisions that are both, you know, logical and intuitive. And I think it's so important to bring those two things together to really feel good about the decisions you make, and feel committed to them. I love it.
1: Yes, this is the program. (laughs) Fantastic. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. I think the last thing I want to throw into this conversation is to listeners who are applying for anything, stop waiting till you think you have to be 100% qualified and just apply. If it's something you're interested in, just apply.
2: Absolutely, I love that. (laughs) Excellent,
1: thanks so much Estelle. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, Egoce, Merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, Please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01 because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.